Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Buds and Blue Jays. I'm your host, Jesse Burrell, and I am joined by my co-host, Riley McConnell. And Riley, the Blue Jays took care of business yet again. Boston, they welcomed Boston into town and they won three out of four games, improving their record to 13 and seven on the young season. And boy, it really does seem like the Toronto Blue Jays play some dramatic baseball games sometimes, don't they? Man, they, you know, I'm biting off all my nails over here watching these guys play. <laughs> In fact, that's not even the only thing. Jesse, I came down, I got home from work today. Yeah. And I just, I felt bad. I had a fever. Fever right. for Blue Jays, man. Three out of four <laughs> against Boston, man. We've been killing it, dude. I haven't remember starting out this strong in a long time. To start the year, man, boys are doing awesome. Let's just start clicking away at the episode. Lot to cover in this in a short mm-hmm. amount of time, man. You got to witness the games. Let's yeah. talk about those games, dude. Yeah, game one was a 6-2 to two victory for the Blue Jays. It was featured by a Bo Bichette Grand Slam in the eighth to break a tie. Ooh. I've never fist-pumped so hard in my life after watching <laughs> Bo Bichette do that. Uh, Jose Barrios got hit hard but did have a good start, which was good to see. We also had solo home runs from Matt Chapman and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Game two, the Blue Jays went to extra innings. They had a 6-5 to five win. The Jays at one point in that game had a 3.2% win expectancy at that point, but they ended up pulling out the victory. Rymel Tapia had a game-winning sacrifice fly in the 10th. George Springer hit a two-run home run with two out in the ninth to tie the game. And Kevin Gosman was Kevin Gosman. Fantastic in that game. Game three was kind of a dud. Uh, Jays lost 7-1, to one, but Ross Stripling pitched pretty well. We got his first major league hit for Gosuke Katoa, first major league appearance for Bowden Francis. And the bullpen and the offense were kind of the lets down there, but that was due to happen. Game four that happened this afternoon, Jays won one nothing. Nice little pitcher's duel. Alec Manoa did his job. He was a stud. Jays got an under and run in the fourth from Alejandro Kirk RBI single, and Romano and Simber had scoreless appearances there. So after this series, the Jays are now half a game back in the AL East with a 13-7 and record. Man, like I said, what a good way to start the year. We ran into a rough game there in game three of the series, losing 7-1. Yep. But you know what? I'll t- you know what? It's a hard loss, but I'll take that win. Winning the series in that kind of fashion. And you go back, both four RBIs in, the ga- in game one, obviously, yep. and George Springer with two. Like, early on in this series, like, the bats were just coming alive. They went cold the last two days, but mm-hmm. that's the no panic thing because today our pitchers really shone. They shone bright, man. Yeah, and that just shows the depth of this team that the Blue Jays have. What, like, they were known really well for their offense, but when their offense wasn't clicking, you can get a stud performance from Alec Manoa to give this team a win when we're desperately going to need them in the heat of this AL East, which I think is a good thing going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riley, we're going to move now into our three ups, thumbs down for the series. And as we recorded our last episode, you told me you guaranteed that Matt Chapman was going to be a thumbs up to start this week's episode. Are you going to stick with that? Give Matt Chapman a thumbs up or have you changed your mind on that? He's still, uh, he's, he's still just kind of getting used to Toronto and, uh, you know, we'll just give him a little bit more time to stay comfortable. You know, uh, he's a good baseball player and, uh, you know, um, we'll, uh, we'll give him some more time. This is, he's not a dud. Trust me. I know his strikeout rate is kind of appalling at sometimes yeah. the defense and power though is, 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 is legendary. Uh, this guy is the real deal. He didn't even have a bad series. The strikeouts certainly jump off the page, but he's been neutral for us. We haven't given him a thumbs up. We haven't given him a thumbs down. He's neutral playing field. Now, I'm not trying to change the subject, but let's talk about something else. I'm going to start. How about Jesse? I'm just going to jump in and say that that I say position player, number one star, George Springer, had an amazing series. Um, hits it almost every game. And yep. It's a spectacular catch I was watching, and I thought, 
I thought, Jesus, when did we get to Kevin Pillar back? That you know, in nuts. center field. I, I don't, I, StackCast probably has how fast he was running and how long <laughs> his glove is and all that stuff. In my head, I'm just like, no, man, that's a good catch. That's, it's not a huge outfield. That was a well hit ball, and Springer took the right route and got to that baseball. Um, George Springer's just putting it together. There was the thing we were talking about, you know, he might, he's a top three hitter in this lineup. He could be a mm-hmm. top two hitter in this lineup right now. Um, he's rocking a hot bat, man. Um, all in all, driving in runs, getting his hits. Um, and he drew, he drew a walk today in an O for effort. I mean, in a, in a game where one run was scored, he was doing stuff every single game in this series. Yeah, he had six hits in the first three games, uh, including multi hits in all three. He was George Springer was doing his part to get this team to win and did the Blue Jays. So that is a threat at the top of the order. You'd love to see that. I want to toss a big thumbs up here to Kosuke Katoa, who we mentioned in our last episode with Kevin Biggio hitting the COVID IL. We want to see this guy kind of go and get on this team. And he got his first major league hit, which was a hustle double. So a kind of a bloop into right field that he kind of ran and sprinted hard to get in the second base. He seems to be really well liked in the clubhouse. And I know he's already got a big fandom here in the Blue Jays. I just love that he Rickrolled. He's got uh, Rick Astley's his walk-up music to come up. So uh, Gosuke Kato, fun guy to root for. You know, I don't know how good the bat's going to be or how good the defense is going to be on this team, but he's made an impression so far early on the season, and he's going to be a fun guy to cheer for going forward. He's obviously not going to start a lot of games for us, and I like bench players with a personality. I like mm-hmm. our platoon guys to, to, you know, contribute in a lot of ways, and he's definitely, you definitely notice him there. Um, he's, a, he's a fun guy. Um, he meshes well with the locker room, I'm assuming. I haven't talked to Vladdy in a couple weeks, so I don't know how <laughs> he blends in too good. But Go Sekato looks like a guy who has fun on the baseball field. He's young. He's full of energy. Um, got his first hit in this series, man. Um, and I think plenty more to come. You know, we were using him as a pinch runner, it seems yep. like. But I think when the roster size gets cut down, hey, why the hell not? Let's have some fun. This kid's doing all right. Let's keep him with us. Why not? I, yeah, I think he's going to be. I think as long as he keeps producing and drawing his walks like his bun, I think Gosuke Kato is going to get a real run on this team to see if he can crack it as a big leaguer. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. Who is your next thumbs up in the series? Well, we're going to have to cut our thumbs in half here because <laughs> um, we were we weren't arguing over who the, the our pitcher was. Mm-hmm. Um, but two amazing starts. Um, Alec Manoa today. Oh, man, this kid can't lose. Knock on wood. This kid cannot lose. He goes out there and I don't know, like, I don't know if hitters are intimidated by him or what it is, man. He just seems to just uh, just own hitters, man. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he gave up. One walk, gave up three hits, seven strikeouts over seven innings. And uh, hell, I would have let him go away, but that's, we got a good bullpen behind him. Our setup and closer did their jobs. Alec Manoa has been so good for us this year. I mean, if by the numbers, he might be, him and Gosman might be our best players. And I think you got the numbers on the next guy, Kevin Gosman, who will split the thumb in half. Yeah, well, like, we can't talk about one without talking about the other. Both yeah. have been phenomenal for this Blue Jays team so far this season. Alec Manoa did his thing. One run of offense was enough for him. He didn't need any yeah. more help. He carried the team on his shoulders today. And Kevin Gosman the other day, six innings pitch, four hits, nine strikeouts, no one runs, still hasn't walked a batter this season. His strike percentage is one of the best in baseball. Like, teams know that splitter is coming, and they still can't hit it. He's even thrown in that slider a lot more to become a true three-pitch pitcher. And we talked all offseason, was a two-pitch pitcher going to be good enough? Like, he's going to need that third pitch. Three starts into the season, he's got the third pitch. Kevin Gosman, I think, has solidified himself now as a top-ten pitcher in baseball if he wasn't already. 
Yeah, it's see, I was a little skeptical, Jesse, and you know mm-hmm. this coming into the year. And I guess it has. Well, now there's DHs league wide has nothing to do with it. Kevin Gosman just strikes guys out at a rate that I did not know Kevin Gosman could strike guys out at. And not only that, hasn't surrendered a walk. And he's mm-hmm. he's produced just fantastic numbers. And if you watch this guy's pitch overlay, oh, how yeah. one pitch comes in, it's watch my hand, watch my hand, camera. One to go like this, and all of a sudden one dives like that. It's incredible. No, his craft is so good, man. He is he's so good. Absolutely entertaining. And obviously the question with Gosman is going to be how well he holds up down the season because he did fade down the stretch in San Francisco. But if this is the upside we can get from Kevin Gosman, oh boy, Jays have something real good cooking here. Uh, Riley, we got through all the positive stuff. Now we got to go to some of the down stuff and we need to talk about Bo Bichette, which sounds crazy because yeah. he, hit the, he hit the grand slam in game one of this series here, and which was a huge hit to him single-handedly won the, won the team the game. But Bo Bichette needs to be better this season. He struck out with two men on base in the seventh inning or later eight to make the third out of an inning eight times already, which is by far the most in baseball. I was diving deep into Bo stats too. Um, He's been down in the count. Oh, one 76.3% of the time, which is the worst in the American league. So it's tough to hit when you're constantly behind in the count. And I saw a stat today from Ben Nicholson Smith that said Bo has a 32% whiff percentage on fastballs. So if he can't, hit the fastball and he's behind all the time. Boba is very easy to pitch to at this time. And that doesn't even go into his defense that we've talked about already in the season. He's in the fifth percentile and outs above average, which is quite bad. I'm starting to get really worried here that Boba is not the superstar. We thought he could be. Oh, I would, I would take about 10% off that comment. He is a great baseball player. He will be for many years. Um, he's just not, he's just not being smart. Art like pitchers are obviously catching on to how to pitch this guy, and Bo's not adapting to that. Um, I think he will be less successful than last season, but considering he led the American League in hits last year, right? That's that's a high that's a that's a high bar to get. I still think that he's gonna you know play a little bit better this year at the plate for sure. But I mean, he's just sometimes just got to take a different approach at the plate for sure. I mean, the swings and misses is one thing, but taking pitches for strikes. I mean, it's not, it's, it's kind of like when my coach in baseball was said, you know, Oh, see a strike. Well, Bobachet's got to see a strike. And then mm-hmm. if he sees a ball, he sees, he seems to be chasing it. It's difficult to watch sometimes, but Bobachet's an exciting player. I know that he's going to, you know, obviously I can't even say recover from this. He's going to, he's going to corral himself a bit more as the season goes on. I know he will. Yeah. You don't want to take the things away from Bobachet that make Bobachet great. And it's amazing how quick we forget he did lead baseball in, or the American league, at least in hits last year. So we know what's there for Bobachet. I'm still confident he'll get there, but changes need to be made uh, from what's already happened so far this season in order for him to get there. So let's hope we see that going forward. Uh, Riley, who gets your thumbs down coming up next year? I mean, I'm in no position to talk about pitchers. Um, (laughs) I can can complain all I want. Um, We had kind of a split thing here. I for sure am on the thumbs down for Yimmy Garcia. Um, he got, he got, he got diced, he got diced up in in his appearance and just, it, it did not go over well at all. Um, again, and, and Julian Merriweather too, just giving up, Mm -hmm. giving up hard hits. Um, and Merriweather's supposed to be what I would consider close to being a setup guy. Yep. Um, and he's not looking like that. They both looked, you know, rather, um, 
you know, lackadaisical out there as far as what was going on in the, in, in the type ball game Yimmy was in uh, versus Merriweather going in and what was starting to become a blowout. And there you go. Yeah, Garcia was kind of due for a bad outing. Even this bullpen in general, they've been so good to start the year. Just law of averages says they're going to have a clunker here now and again. So it was Jimmy Garcia's turn here and Julian Merriweather kind of gave up a few hard hits. Riley, my question for you is who in this bullpen right now do you trust to come into the game to hold a one-run lead right now? I mean, well, um, there's two guys and it's our closer and setup. Uh, yeah. Jordan Romano, for sure. I know he got um, a, has a blown save this year. I I, I won't hold it to him because again, law of averages, it's bound to happen. Yep. And let's talk about Adam Simber for a second. Mm-hmm. The guy has been great. He's not a strikeout arm, um, but giving up weak contact. I mean, he's gone one, multiple times this year. He's gone one, two, three on a, on an order and yep. no strikeouts, but ground balls or a short shallow fly, something like that. It's still getting the job done. Absolutely. The end of the day, it's, it might look different in the scorebook, but an out is an out. Yep. Uh, what about Tim Mesa? Do you still have faith in him? Uh, I mean, he's. You asked me for high leverage. Okay. Um, yeah. It's tough to ask the high. Uh, listen, if Merriweather has a couple good appearances, I would put him in a high leverage spot. Um, as far as lefties go in this in this team's pen, yeah, I guess Mesa. Uh, for sure would would be up there. But again, we're a right as most teams are. We have a righty dominant handis bullpen. Right. I would probably put Trevor Richards and I'd still put Jimmy Garcia in that category. The other guys here, like Trent Thornton, I don't think you want him pinching with the lead and no, the big lead. No. Same with Taylor Saucedo and um, other guys like that. So I think it's just really those five guys for me, Romano, Mazer, Simber, Garcia, and Richards, who I want pitching on this team when the team has a lead. Um, Riley, I'm going to go with my next thumbs down here and I'm going to say Jose Barrios now, which that might sound crazy because he did just have his best start of the season, seven innings pitch, five hits, two earned runs, one walk, four Ks, but he gave up still 11 hard hit balls in this start. And he is leaving his pitches, particularly his four seam fastball over the heart of the plate, just too much. So that's why he's, people are getting these hard hits off of him. Now, a bunch of them found gloves last week, which is great. When that happens, Jose Barrios is going to be good. But he's still not at that elite ace level until he can start locating that fastball on the corners or on the edges of the zone a little more. Once we see Jose Barrios do that more consistently, we've got our guy back, and it was just another piece in this dominant rotation. I mean, I, 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 he's, let's be honest. He's getting better with each start as far as the counting stats go. Mm-hmm. Um, as far if you dive into what pitches he actually throws, yeah, Jesse, you're absolutely right. Um, it's weird to see um, because I have high expectations of Barrios. I think he's a great arm, and I do expect him to be um, an ace of this team, especially with that contract extension he signed. Yeah, and he, seven years. And, the, the dude, the numbers don't lie. Anytime you go seven innings and, you know, give up two earned runs, that's, that's still that's pretty a, good. Does it? It's a good I mean, under three, under three walks and under seven hits. Um, the strikeouts kind of concern me. I know he's not a huge strikeout guy, uh, but he does have a very low strikeout rate to start the season. I don't know it off the top. Uh, he, he's cutting down his walks a little bit, but pitch mm-hmm. location. Yeah. I would like to see him, you know, give up weaker contact and, possibly strike more guys out i'm not trying to gripe too hard on barrios because you know i really think he's gonna pick it up this year but yeah i imagine he didn't start this cold his last couple years in minnesota no way yeah um he'll he's gonna be a guy that we're gonna be excited to watch 
more as the season goes on. One of those polarizing guys, if he can find it, he's going to be good. But those are the little things you should watch for going forward. Uh, Riley, I'm going to give you a quick little injury update on how the Blue Jays are handling their injuries so far uh, one-tenth of the way into the season. We mentioned that Kevin Biggio was placed on the COVID IL. I don't know how long he's going to be out for, but I think rules are he has to test negative or he has to be symptom-free or whatever that is. Uh, Ryan Barucki was just placed on the 10-day IL with a blister on his middle finger. So Andrew Vasquez, the left-hander that just throws mostly curveballs, is up and we saw him uh, in game three of this series. Uh, Hunjin Ryu is throwing bullpen sessions to Danny Jansen down in Dunedin, Florida. So it seems like they're working their way back here. Uh, Nate Pearson sounds like he's recovered from mono and is throwing 26 pitchers or so. And it sounds like his role might still be in the rotation, but they Ross Atkins talked that they might be shifting Nate Pearson to maybe the long relief role, kind of what the role Trent Thornton is in now, where he pitches two or three innings at a time and go. Uh, Tay Oscar Hernandez is taking batting practice and progressing, and Montoyo said he won't need a rehab stint, so there's a chance he joins this team this weekend, but I think early next week seems most likely for Tay Oscar Hernandez. And Danny Jansen making progress, but still a few weeks away. Any big takeaways from those injury notes there? Yeah, big takeaway. It's great to hear about Tay Oscar. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously a, a big bat. One of the most underrated um, power hitters, I would say, in the league for sure. That I know that's coming from a Jays fan, but the guy is, guy's got a bat. He swings it well, man. He started off the year great. He hit our first home run, obviously. And um, yeah, still, man, as much as I want to see him get into the lineup and tear it up, yeah, don't re-aggravate an injury because you're going to be out twice as long. Just yeah. like, like be smart about that. I think a veteran player like Tay Oscar knows um, who's had this, this same injury, mm-hmm. you know, don't push it. Obviously he's a tough guy. Um, but yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to pull it. You don't want to tweak it any worse than it already was heal. If you're back next week, that's great. I, you know, I'm not pushing for having him this weekend. Let's have them next week and let's have them healthy and ready to go. Yeah, because we want this team, when we do make our playoff push, to be full go. And so we don't want to have any nagging injuries going on there. Uh, Riley, you wanted to give a This Bud's For You shout out to one of the players on the Blue Jays. Yeah, man. Bowden Francis, This yep. Bud's For You. Congratulations, man. A minor leaguer coming up with the big boys. Yep. And pitched two thirds of an inning, did give up a hit, whatever, man. We're here. First major league <laughs> strikeout. I hope yep. he got the ball. Put it in a case. Put it on your mantle, man. That's one more strikeout in the majors than you and I will ever get. So, you know, that's awesome. It's always always good to see little milestones like that. And another, I'll give another, this Bud's for you. I know we talked about him. Go second toe, his first hit, and gets Mm -hmm. our thumbs up, which, you know, double trophies in the episode for (laughs) Cato. Let's keep this kid around, man. I'd love to talk about guys like that. Love our platoon players. And if they're playing... That's great. If they're playing good, that's even better. Yeah. Um, t- wow. Two bud- this buds for you. That's great. Love talking about these kind of guys, Jesse. Double fisting on a Thursday evening, eh? <laughs> no, no. I got hockey on Saturday. Mm. I'm saving all my energy for that, man. Good man. Good man. Well, with that series complete, the Blue Jays are welcoming in the Houston Astros into town, who we just played not too long ago for a three-game series. Probable pitchers are Yusei Kikuchi with his 375 ERA against Jose Arquiti, who's got an ERA of 552. Jose Barrios and his 491 ERA against Luis Garcia and his 460 ERA. And then Kevin Gosman for game three with a 219 ERA against Framber Valdez and a 315 ERA. Riley, I know we just saw the Houston Astros, but now we're seeing them in our barn. Is there something you're looking forward to seeing and have a prediction on how it will end? I think it's this. I think it's this. I think it's the same deal as, as last series, right? Mm-hmm. It's a three game set. And um, I'm just go ahead and I'll take the conservative bet and say we win two out of one. And I two don't know three, which. Yeah. 
Uh, or yeah, sorry. We we went we went two, we lose one, two out of three. I'm not. I don't know what pitcher will get. You know, dink for some runs because I have a feeling like they'll be. There'll be close games and we might lose a six to four ball game. And our, one of our starters just gets hit hard. It's just, it's been happening, but you know what? I'm, I'm okay with it for now uh, because we're winning ball games. We are winning ball games as a team. Doesn't matter who's doing it. Um, we're getting, we're getting quality starts. And if not, we got a good bullpen or our offense is taking us off yet. Yeah, we're going to lose games. We lose yep. seven to one. It's not the end of the world, man. Pick it right back up. And you see Manoa throw seven innings, a shutout ball and our bullpen take right over. Not too worried. I say two, uh, two out of three, uh, against Houston. Yeah. I mean, the Jays are going to lose a series at some point, but we haven't yet. And until we see that happen, I think I got to go the same. I think the Jays probably take two out of three, especially here at home. Um, Riley, that'll do it for our episode here today. Thanks for tuning in. Everyone, be sure make sure you like and subscribe to our videos as we're going to be doing this all season long. Um, Riley, before I turn things to you to get out of here, I just want to wish a happy birthday to Matt Chapman. So good guy. Happy 32nd birthday, Matt. And Riley, anything else to add before we get out of here? Um, yeah. Did you say 32nd birthday to Matt Chapman? I hope it's 32nd. I didn't look it up. <laughs> Dude, Matt Chapman. I, I don't s- even know. What do you mean? That was what today's what is 28th birthday or 29th. One of the two. You think Matt Chapman's 30 years old? Yeah. You're out of your mind. (laughs) Jeez, man. Okay. Come on for that. Yeah. You, you showed Jesse what, what's going on, man. A 32 year old Chapman might strike out 200 times a year, but you got some good years left in your brother. Let's go. Yeah, he's 29 today. I actually have a buddy and a friend of the show, Jesse, there, who it's his 32nd birthday today, who shares a birthday with Matt Chapman. So that's where we got confused. Um, happy birthday, Matt Chapman. 29's never looked so good. I uh, hope it's good. And yeah, that'll be it for us today. Have a good night, everybody. Let's go, Blue Jays. I share a birthday with Teoscar Hernandez. There you go. Out of being. <laughs>